Hey guys, it's Bert. Uh, wanted to get it out there that we recorded this episode in late May, and um, shortly after that is when George Floyd and the protests began. And um, obviously, everyone at Espionage and anyone associated with the podcast and the shop is uh, aggressively in support of the protests and all the messages being spread around the world today. It's definitely long overdue and uh, long kind of pushed to the side by all the politicians that are now starting to take notice. So obviously, for the past two months or so, um, we've let that take center stage and we're still letting it take center stage. We'll talk more about it in future podcasts, but I just wanted to announce that we recorded this a few months ago and make a statement at the beginning of here um, that if you're not having these uncomfortable conversations with your family and your close friends and your loved ones, you know, that's, that's what I think that's me personally. I think that's the most important thing you can do at this point. That's the most important thing I've been trying to do for the past couple years being raised in Louisiana. Um, and just any other form of support or financial, you know, relief or anything you can give to any of the parties affected or anyone fighting the fight. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Alright, it's Espionage VR Podcast, number 13. Uh, I got Take Tom 10. with me. I've got Hosey on. We're doing this a second time. We did that before, and he already explained the noise, and then the recording fucked up, so we're not going into it. Just I've got a bleep that Tom blooper. has noises. I bought a bleep blooper. We talked about Tiger Electronics and Sonic fans, so if you're a Sonic fan, we talked about you. And we said um, mean things. Gentlemen, what has been going on in your lives? Uh, dude, well, working. We're having, at my job, for people that don't know, I'm a security guard at a private school. And it's normally pretty chill, and I get to, like, play video games and hang out. But we've been having these drive through graduation events for kids. Oh, God. Yeah, so I'm standing in the street while all these kids drive by. Like, there's, there's like, seven children or seven seniors sitting on top of an SUV driving by me, like, 40 miles an hour, blasting, like, fucking... Buck cherry Do they make shit. fun of you? Um, only one kid has ever made fun of me. He was uh, a sixth grader named Slater, and he called me homeless man for a month. Slater. And Slater also told me one day when I told him I lived in an apartment, he didn't know what an apartment was. And then he said, oh, my grandma that nobody likes had to move into an apartment. I know what it is. <laughs> so Slater. Only- I like Slater. Only parents... Who are shitty enough to name their kid Slater would raise a little shit like that. Slater's you, mom. You has have to me- be a little shit if you're named that, man. Slater's That's mom has do. got it going on. <laughs> Slater's mom's brought uh, brought me and other security people like a bunch of gifts, like gift cards and food and all this shit. Yeah, because she knows her child Dude, is yeah, a piece of shit. She's apologizing, but um I'm just that's it, man. I'm just working and playing uh playing some games. I gave up on Octopath. Yeah, uh, it, it happens, man. Um, yeah. I was wondering when that would come afo- come afoot. I got about 11 hours in, and I realized, like, I had four characters that were all, like, level 17-ish, and I couldn't go to any of their next story chapters because you needed to be at least, like, 
level 25 or 27 to progress okay. into their stories. So the only thing I could do is keep going and finding other characters, like the other four characters. And I was just so tired of going through each new character's like hour and a half long intro sequence. So I feel like for how I like to play games, I was just playing it in the wrong order. So I think the thing about Octopath is that for a certain amount of us, because I, I, when I was a kid, I had the patience for RPGs and shit like that. That's why Octopath appealed to me so much. But when I, I have patience with RPGs because I know the good shit is coming. Mm-hmm. But if I have to sit through the slow intro shit uh, six or seven, eight times or whatever, that's rough, man. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles is like one of the biggest ones like that where I tried to play the first one on the Wii U and I was... I was into it like 22 hours, and I was like, hold on, wait. I just remembered I'm in this for 22 hours, and nothing happened yet. Yeah, you're a, and, and, and then my friend, a 100-hour game. My friend straight up said, dude, by the 50th hour, it all comes together. I'm like, fuck you. See, that's like how I felt about the idea of trying to play Death Stranding and saying, like, I'm only going to give it 10 hours before I like decide to keep going or not. You're like, only 10 hours? That's that magnified times a million. Yeah, because there are there are there are certain games where that rule has to be bent a little bit. Oh, totally. I think with our and with RPGs, it's just it's always such a bigger ask. Like the first thing I did when I gave up on Octopath is I was like, oh, I still want to play an RPG. So I started Golden Sun, and I'm about the same amount. I'm about fourteen hours into Golden Sun, I think. Mm-hmm. And so far, like, I never. This is the furthest I've ever gotten in the game. So I'm. So it knew it a lot, but I start. I kind of fucked up at one day when I was like, hey, "You guys have played Golden Sun, right? Or have you?" Oh uh, yeah, yes. dude. Okay, so you, the the Jin or the Ginny, I think it's how they call mm-hmm. them that the 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 monsters that you can catch. I realized mm-hmm. that there's a bunch that you only have one or two opportunities to get. Otherwise, the game gates off and you can never go back to that area again. So I started playing with a guide, and I forgot that once you start playing like a JRPG, like a linear JRPG with a guide, it's essentially like working a job at a data entry place nice you're like just you're, referring back and back and forth yeah right? you're just going okay what do i do where do i go what do i do and it uh, takes it takes the exploration and fun not all the fun but it, ta- it definitely takes the sense of discovery out of it and i think i might have ruined it for me i don't know i'm gonna keep playing for a little bit but every time i see like a Ginny, and i'm like i can't figure out in that moment how to get it I get paranoid. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to fucking get this thing any other way. Right. Um, and I keep deferring back to the guide. But I think I'm just over the halfway point. So I think I might just finish it because, like I said, I'm at work so much. Um, I play it on my Game Boy, at, on my SP at work, and then I come back and play it on my uh, GB, like Game Boy Player on my GameCube here um, at home. And so like, I'm still getting oh, like, the, cool, the Switch stuff. Which, oh, yeah, um, I got the HD adapter, the mm-hmm, right. Eon HD adapter. It comes in the, the little box that looks like a fucking GameCube. It's so fucking sick. That but, packaging is awesome as fuck. Oh, yeah. People are like, why is it $150 when it doesn't even come with some of the stuff that its competitors come with? And honestly, like 50 bucks of it is the fucking box. As soon yeah, yeah. I, I had to buy the platinum one, and I was like, fuck, man. I might buy the other colors, which would be a $300 investment. What, what just makes, to have what, the other boxes. What makes what's why why that price point? Um, so the I can't remember the guy's name that started the mod, but basically, they took this 
what used to have to be a hardware mod that you had to physically solder into your GameCube boards, and they put it into an adapter, a dongle, right? So um, the, the way I kind of looked at it is this dude was essentially providing the uh, information, and not the materials, but the information on how to do this mod for free for so long that now that he's licensed, that he's like giving the technology to a couple of companies, now it's 150 bucks because he's like, I got to get paid for my dev work because okay. the two main HD adapters are the Eon and MK2 and the Carby. And the car they are functionally very similar. They have the same kind of output, but the Carby is $50 cheaper and comes with a remote because both of them, you can go into this internal menu and edit certain functions like screen size and some of some color stuff. Oh, so there's um, like there's like PC level like customizing. Yes, there there is customization you can do to it. Um, adding scan lines and things like that. And oh, with, the, cool. with the Carby, it comes with a remote. But with, if you want to do that on the Eon that I have, you have to pr- get a universal remote and program it yourself. And a lot of people think that that's kind of shitty. That you should have been able to just it at one hundred fifty dollars. It should come with all the necessary tools. Um, which I kind of agree with, but I still like mine. Um, the other thing that it has over the Carby is it has, the Carby just has a single HDMI out and that's it. But on this one, you can, uh, plug it in, go HDMI out or component cable out. You can also run your HD signal into your TV, but if you want your audio to be pure digital audio, like the kind you'd get in and out of a headphone jack, there's also an extra headphone jack. So I was, which I think is really cool. So if I ever want to go and like, if I find something in one of these games that I really like, I can and I want to sample it into like my computer into a song. I can literally just run the signal straight out of the back of the GameCube straight into my computer without any extra hardware, which well, is just yeah. like a random thing that no one else would really care about besides right. me. But it means I can like throw instead of having to find a YouTube like a low res YouTube clip of something and or hope someone ripped the high res audio somewhere on the internet. I can just pull it out myself. Dude, that that's gonna that's gonna come in handy. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna use it on um our records, but it's sick, man. I've been it like I'm sorry to keep ranting about it, but I'm finally playing all no, like, my fun. GameCube games. I I had forgot I had all these games from my childhood that I never beat, so I right. finally beat Rogue Squadron, Rogue Leader for the first that's time. Cool game. Because I'd Great never game. been able to get past the last Death Star level, and I was like, I'm gonna just sit and grind this for like three hours, but I beat it on the second try. I never finished the Luigi's Mansion. Um, I finished wow, that. Wow, really? Dude, yeah. That's I, a fun one to finish, dude. Yeah. That's a, that's a very fun, fun end game. Dude, it was so awesome. And I forgot that it's only like four and a half hours. But um, the controls are kind of annoying because the C stick, which is what you used to aim, is stuck on being uh, inverted or whatever. So when you press uh, down, it goes up. You know, and it took me forever to uh, rejig my brain to like. Danielle's playing Ocarina of Time on the Wii using a gamecube controller Mm -hmm. um and she's she has a hard fucking time with anything that you know needs the c stick or i think aiming is done with the the left stick but it's still inverted you know like they never gave you an option yeah that was too early in uh in 3d gaming for them to Mm -hmm. give you those kinds of aiming options and even the gamecube and ps2 area era a lot of those games except for maybe a few shooters don't have any way to change that axis mm-hmm. um so that's kind of annoying i did play because the last podcast we talked about some from software stuff and a little bit how they used to be like a mech company uh-huh. and uh i for i never really done a deep dive into from software 
before, but uh, one GameCube game that I bought that I forgot that they developed is this game Lost Kingdoms, which I'm like I working with. Yeah, it's uh, sure, that was the one you sent me videos of. Yeah, I sent you the video. It's um, like a, a JRPG, which is only like eight eight and a half hours long. It's actually even mm-hmm. shorter than that. So I was, I'm stoked on it because I'm like, oh, I can get my RPG shit and not have to play a seventy five thousand hour fucking game. Yep. But you, uh, it's like it seems like it's going to be an over the head like kind of like an overhead almost third person combat game but all the combat is done with cards so you you build a 30 card deck before you go into each level it's also weird for an rpg to be literally level based like it's not mm-hmm. an open world thing it's level to level but um all of your attacks are tied to this thing so you'll have a four card hand which are tied to the four face buttons some of the cards are summons some of them like when you press the button she'll instantly swing a sword right in front of you so they're literal actual attacks um, and then some of them literally replace your character for a second. Like your character will go away, and it's so like there. It's basically there's summons like that that replace your character for a moment, and then summons that act as like independent AI that go off and do their own thing. And I will them. say, I always wanted like Ash to just run up and like start kicking the shit out of somebody else's Pokemon. <laughs> like I, I always, I was always like, why are you gonna sit there and let your dude get fucked up by this thing that obviously counters him? You care so much about Pikachu, but you, you ain't gonna fucking, you ain't gonna step up. Honestly, that's kind of what how how this feels when you throw out a summon and it's like kind of getting its ass beat because there are like <laughs> elemental weaknesses in this too. But yeah. you can just run up and whatever's beating its ass, you can cut its fucking head off. So sick. Uh, yeah, Maybe but I it's one of the only that. RPGs that's still cheap on the system. Like you can still get it for twenty bucks. The sequel is more expensive. I've had the sequel for years. I've never played it, but mm-hmm. so I was like, I'll start I definitely that. remember when it came out because obviously, um, anime chick on the cover. That that was something that drew me in around that time. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And there wasn't many games like this on the system, but mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much all. I'm, I've pretty much only played Game Boy or uh, GameCube stuff because I can play the Game Boy stuff on the Game Boy Player now, which also mm-hmm. looks awesome, blown up that's on the so TV sick. and shit. So, if anyone can find one of those. Eight, HD adapters, right now they're a little hard to find, but they're supposed to be a big, massive restock sometime this month. Uh, I would check it out, or check out that Carby one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all sick. But that's pretty much all I've had going on. I haven't been playing shit. <laughs> um, I've honestly, like, Danielle and I, like, now that the world's starting to open back up, kind of, we just decided, like, because we've had shit sitting around the house for a long time, but now that, like, we're about to start having guests and friends over and stuff like that for the summer again, um, we're starting to, like, really put shit together. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it. Yeah, I built that home theater room. I just put oh, that looks so a awesome. massive fucking surround sound system into my downstairs. Um, and, like, running all the wires for that was a headache because the person that built the house didn't build shit about it correct. It looks nice. But there's just boards and shit where they're not supposed to be, and it's a fucking nightmare. But, um, yeah, I spent about eight hours doing that the other day, and I just, uh... So, like, basically, the most gaming I've been doing was with Danielle on the Twitch channel, and she's doing Ocarina of Time right now. Last night, she did the Water Temple. That was fun and, to watch. Um, I hate it because, like... It, uh, the stream originally started, and, like, I, Danielle has to figure everything out. Um, but the chat wasn't as helpful as I wanted them to be. And like, people were just like laughing and fucking like giving her a hard time. So it was taking forever. So I had to be like the one nudging her on and getting her going and stuff like that. So, um, 
the the water temple is not a hard temple like everybody says it is everybody when you hear the water temple is fucking hard it's be it's hard and it's known because it's so goddamn confusing so it's not like technically hard like oh my god i keep dying it's just a brain fuck of a fucking maze of a place and you have to keep going back here back there back there everything looks the same so you have to remember where you were going and what you miss and this and that and the other and where at the at what point the water level is at this point so i have to go back here all this crazy shit so the problem is is danielle like has me and like a couple other people in the chat to tell her hey you've got to do this you've got to do this and then last night like it was fucking amazing like she loved dark link that was a fucking fabulous she died to him like 10 times that was a fun ass fucking time watching her do that shit and stuff so um after that she like she was hungry and she hadn't eaten all day and then she had to go use the bathroom and she started cooking ramen after she like went to pee and i'm like there with the controller because we went to the boss room and i realized she didn't have the boss key i was like well fuck so i look in the fucking guide and i was like oh yeah we've got to go do this and then i see myself like i got to a really difficult fucking room and I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> and I was like, Danielle, come do this shit. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that was the whole mind fuck of the water temple. Was you think you can finally go over here and advance and shit like that. And then it's like, oh, you forgot a key. You got to go find a key in this maze of a fucking haystack. So, um, it's a blast. But like Danielle's running all over the house now talking about how she fucking killed the water temple and she did so well and shit like that and at one, one hand she did yes yeah, she didn't die a lot outside of dark link but at the same time you've got people to tell you hey this is what's going on like um so that that confusion that exhaustion of oh my god now i've got to go do this that and the other um that's that's the mind fuck of it but i'm excited as hell when she finishes this because i think she's gonna fucking love the Gerudo, uh, Gerudo fucking fortress and everything, and the temple yeah. after that. It's a fun ass game. After this, it's it's about to open up. Yeah, I think she's coming around to it. She did. She didn't she, seem like she loves, was with it at first. She loves adult link mode. Yeah, like she loves like, and here's so here's the thing. The night after, um, the, she did. She became adult link. She beat the uh, fucking the water temple as a kid. Goes to the temple of time. Does that. Gets to adult link and then she quits. She we can't turn off the stream. After that, we had a long talk about problems she had with the game. Um, she did wasn't a fan of it whatsoever. She was like, "I hate this. I hate this. I hate this." And I was like, "Well, we don't even need to keep playing it because I don't want you to just play something you don't like that much." Even though the stream started as like, "Hey, Danielle hates video games. She's gonna play video games because yeah, we're mm -hmm. doing this together. Great." Um, so I was just like, look, I don't want you to do this if you don't want to, but she was, you know, we had, we had a big moment and <laughs> after that, so it makes me almost think like she's coming around to it and she's being a little nicer about it because I was like, well, let's not fucking do it if you're that pissed off. So maybe she gave it another chance or maybe she opened up or maybe something about the dungeons as an adult and the items she's getting as an adult, she's opening up to, um, regardless and yeah like the uh fire temple and the water temple and all that shit it is it is fairly scarce with shit you can do like there is a lot of cooler things start happening as an adult link with the bow and the hook shot and all that shit um and there's a learning curve with this game too on top that of, is true like with the controllers is on top of like 
playing it with a GameCube controller. Like, she's got a lot of different variables that make it difficult, especially for someone who doesn't, like, typically play games. Yeah, that's very true. So, um, she's... She's loving it now, so that, uh, that's fun. Um, oh, this will be like a big level up after, at like with like her like interest in games. I feel like yeah, it, it will, yeah. it will. She she hasn't stopped talking about. She wants to go back to Resident Evil, and I don't want her to go like straight <laughs> to Resident Evil Two remake or five or six or anything like that. I want her to do the fucking original uh, remake, and um, then I think like, that's we a good place to go. Everything it is, it is. She's she's probably gonna hate the controls for a little while, but that's fine. You know, that's every game. But then we can do a lot of fun shit. I honestly, like, I want her to do Condemned next. Because she keeps talking about first person. Like, she's like, I want to do a first person game. I want to do this. I showed her, um, No Russian. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, I was watching, like, I saw the Modern Warfare 2 campaign got remastered on the Xbox. And I was just watching a trailer to see what it looked like. And she was like, what is this? This looks like fun. Why can't I play games like this? And I'm like, you can. You just hate fucking first-person shooters. She was like, no, I'll get used to it. And I was like, this game actually had a lot of controversy, blah, blah, blah. I showed her the No Russian YouTube video. um, And she actually, I don't know if she was trolling me or whatever, but she got legitimately like butter. She's like, our kids are not playing games. Like, our kids are not playing games like this. Like, you don't, you, how the fuck can you function as a human after playing something like this? And I was like, yeah, Danielle, like, I'm not going to let a six-year-old play a game like that. But yeah, that's also I mean, kind of the point of the part is to make you feel that way. Exactly. I was like, I was like, here's the thing. Why, why is Grand Theft Auto so allowed and so fucking, like, looked after? Like, yeah, Australia didn't look past get Grand Theft Auto, but you can look at Grand Theft Auto. You could take a regular car, you could take a Volkswagen and run over tens of thousands of people and get shot by the cops, wake up, steal a car, do it all over again. Like, so it's, it's the fact that, like, how real and gruesome and everything it was, I get that. But, yeah. um... I was like, it was like, Daniel, you have no idea. Like, there was an option in the beginning of this game to just skip this entirely. Um, I was like, it's not that they did it in poor taste whatsoever. So, I mean, and, and that's why I love, like, you know, in, in Chuck Palahniuk, one of his books, he was talking about books are the last place you can do whatever the fuck you, you can create whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. In a movie, in a video game, and all these interactive forms of media or whatever. If you make something controversial, you will be ripped apart for it. But books, like, nobody gives a fuck. And I, I, I want to know why, you know? Like, because... I don't know, uh, but... Because nobody's think, actually reading them. No, they are. There's... I, I disagree with that. You can actually look at book sales, um, and they were climbing really hard because of digital book sales for a long time, but now digital started to sink, and paper has risen really hard. Wow. So pe- pe- people are... St- still buying and reading books but um i think with books it's but also people are way less likely i think to see the uh the controversy of a book because it's much harder for media to sensationalize it because you can when something crazy happens in a video game number one you can spin the angle of can you believe a company paid 200 million dollars to let this happen um but then there's also like you can literally show the moment you can see it yeah in a book and it's not nearly as outrageous if you're like this happened in a book look and you hold up some uh black text on a white page to somebody like yeah and you can and there you like and then it's all you can be like well you have to imagine the image in the book and blah 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 but um i also say not to change the subject you got to be careful about defending gta because uh 
That's John Mackey's favorite video game, and I don't want my kids ending up like him. <laughs> but have you ever seen John Mackey fucking speed run Rogue Leader? I've seen him speed run the vans. <laughs> <laughs> I've physically felt him speed run the van and speed run my head into the ceiling. Speed run these speed bumps at the border. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of all places. Yeah, no, no, that's that's tight that that's Mackey's favorite game. It is. He wants to go fast and cause harm. Dude, he literally plays it, it on his phone for seven hours. <laughs> Yo, Epic Games had fucking Grand Theft Auto Five for free. How fucking crazy is that? Damn, I've been playing sick. that with the other dudes. I heard uh, it. Lately. I heard it crashed the Epic Store for a minute. It has fucking caused a lot of traffic. Yeah, like Sean from Typecast, he can't even get on half the time. Like he just <laughs> sits on the fucking loading screen for. But here's the thing: I'm starting to think that something's going on with Sean's computer because he. <laughs> He's been trying to play Valorant with us in every single game for Valorant. He will, uh, it'll kick him out of the client. And he'll get some error code that kicks him out. He has brought it up to Riot multiple times. And we're like, at this point, dude, they're probably just fucking with you. And they like send emails out to everybody when you email them and like send a support ticket. Because they probably just think it's funny right now. But, uh... So, like, I think at this point it's something with his computer that's not agreeing with him or whatever. Some driver somewhere. But Grand Theft Auto V has been a fucking blast online. Because I never played online. I never mm-hmm. did the heist. Because that shit was real fucky when it first released. And then with, by the time the heist came out, I, did, I just didn't fucking play it. But, yeah, I've been doing the fucking Ocarina of Time run with Danielle. Otherwise, uh, Valorant and League. I haven't been playing much else. Shit. I mean, well, the stream takes it. Anywhere from like 14 to, I don't know, 23 or 24 hours out of your week if you do it three days a week. So that's a lot of that's a lot of free time sucked away, so I get that. Yeah, it is. It's exhausting, too. Yeah. Oh, your wife is exhausting, huh? Mm, it yeah. is. She absolutely <laughs> is. I tell her that every day. Yeah, I know. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> from way over here. Yeah. I hear you never, from you my, never from actually turned the mic off. <laughs> I've I've had I've done that before. Uh, I bet. <laughs> well, Hosian, what are you up to? Um, so last week I talked about, or the last episode I talked about how I was having trouble getting into like the groove after playing um, the RE two and three like so hard. So this between the last episode and now, I actually picked up the Hitman games on the PS four, like the newer ones. Oh yeah, all that remind fin- finish this, then I have something to tell you about. I've been having a freaking blast with them both. I beat both. I beat the, I beat Hitman two yesterday, and um, a few days before that, I I beat Hitman one, and I love these games because it's exactly like they're very similar to my favorite one from back then, uh, Hitman Blood Money, and mm-hmm. so it's. Hitman's always been like my second favorite like stealth game or like or any sort of sneaking type stuff because it, it's a lot more about it's less it, there's more layers to it than like hiding in the corner or something because like it's it, you know if you played Hitman it's a, a lot of like oh you gotta you know take this guy's disguise or find a disguise and get through and get into this area where this thing so people don't recognize you as like a trespasser and a, a lot of stuff like that um, and these were originally like episodic games and so yeah. uh, but there is a cool story that they actually started to, to tell uh, towards like the last half of the first one going to the second one and it's really fun man like I, I've been I'm actually uh, like now that I beat them both I'm doing like a trophy run on all of them and the first I'm doing the first one right now and 
I think I've 100 percented uh, the first two levels so far, so I'm just kind of running through them all. Um, what, go ahead. When you do trophy runs on games um, or achievement runs, uh, when does that start? Like, when does achievement hunting or trophy hunting start for you? And you and do you do that with a guide? Like, what is? Because I don't do shit like that. That has never uh, uh, affected me. Um, I don't do it during the game the first time ever. Yeah. The only the only time I've ever seen it. Uh, the only time I do do it during the game is if I if I get a trophy and I just go and check or an achievement or whatever. Some of them are hidden, and some, and I, the reason I don't do trophy runs is because if I see if it's a hidden trophy, sometimes I think it's going to spoil the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I wait till I beat the game, and then I go back, and then I if I didn't get the hidden trophy, I'll there's a way to highlight it so where you can actually read what it means, and it yeah. tells you oh, uh, kill this guy with the the lamp post and I'm over like, Oh, okay. So I'm so glad I didn't see that. Cause I could have, it could be something more story related. Like when the, you know, like don't blow up the building and I'm, that could have like threw me off. Like if I looked it up early, like in the first level, I'd been like, Oh, I guess I have to blow something up. Yeah, totally. So oh. I, yeah, it don't really start for me until after. And I don't really, there are some, it, it just depends on the game, but there are some games where I need the guide, and then there are some games I platinum where I just literally don't need the guide at all. Um, yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and I like, I used to be really, really like crazy about achievements and trophies back then. And then for a while, I kind of just stopped caring. And then now it's kind of hit me again where I'm kind of like, especially with a game like Hitman, there's so many ways to do levels and, and like, complete the objectives within the levels and stuff that like I, I want to know how the developer like wanted me to try it out yeah because there's so many ways like there's there's a level and I tell you about this where you 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 can dress up as a drummer and play a solo like you yeah. get on the kit <laughs> as agent 47 he like plays a solo and the guy you have to kill is like the leader of the band and he's like oh wow you're so good man like come come back here and hang out with me for a minute and let's talk in private about something and like that, and you can like throw them off the building, and like that was so cool. I'm like, oh man, they did this. There's got to be another really awesome way to get this mission objective or whatever. So, and the cool thing about the second game is, so they've they updated the graphics slightly, and they also um, changed some of the mechanics of the game and like how things look. And the version I got when you when you get the game, it also gives you the first game with the same uh, skin like that the second game has but they apply it all to the first game now mm-hmm. so now you have the first game in hitman 2 style okay that's fucking cool so it's really really cool and um yeah i've i've just been having a ton of fun with that and with stealth games now i see a lot of like easy way out type situations where it's like okay like and i've told you this and you know, i hate like the, the standard like hide in the bush that means you're stealth like I don't like that in games, uh, and that's what a lot of like mechanics these days do in like stealth. So um, it's like all Assassin's Creed is exactly so jump in this hay bush. So on Hitman One there is no bush, right? But on Hitman Two, since it came out vintage bush, when it came out later, I walk in. Uh, they were like, "You can hide in these bushes to be seen." I was like, "Fuck! You cannot fucking do this." please don't ruin this game like for me like because i hate that stuff and i was like okay let me let me see how this is let me see how they did it i got into a bush 
And you know, typically, if you play a game like Shadows of Mordor or something with their stealth or Assassin's Creed, it's like basically the bush means the enemy will never go there. So that's always going to be your safe haven, right? Uh, I I don't know because what I hate is when I hide in the quote unquote bush, whether it's a fucking this or that. I feel like a lot of games, the enemy is programmed to gravitate towards that area. Like, honestly, Metal Gear Solid had a fucking huge problem with that because you would hide in a locker or anything like that. And it doesn't matter where the fucking noise came from. The enemy was bound to walk up to your locker and be like, and fucking open it up or some shit. And sometimes that happened, but sometimes it didn't happen either. Um, but but Okay. Yeah, like, 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 I've had those situations where I think, I don't know how they programmed the game, but I'll run into the, the locker room and then they go in there and they're like, okay, I'm just going to open that and check in. Other times... Yeah, in my in experience across every game, and this doesn't just stop with Metal Gear Solid, so this isn't even about defending Metal Gear Solid or anything. Mm-hmm. It's stealth games, when I have hidden somewhere that the enemy should not even fucking walk up to or even do anything like that, the fucking... AI walks over to that area and kicks it or fucking peeks in it, and then they're like, oh, shit. You know, that's that's my experience with stealth games, and I, I really hate that shit. So, so Hosey, yeah. and your experience is completely invalid by yeah. comparison. In in Hitman 2, if you got in a bush, the guy, there was a, I was like, okay, this is going to work because this is how, like, that's why it's there. So I'm going to go there, and the guy was just like... He saw me, but he wasn't like, because there's different levels of like, oh, I feel suspicious, or I'm like, I'm going to try to hunt you down. I got into the bush, and the guy was just like, what are you doing in there, man? And I was like, oh, shit, like, he, like, I, I thought I was, like, safe, because, like, my, like, your, your character, like, turns, like, a, like, he gets, like, a weird highlight whenever he's, like, in, a, in the bush or whatever, and I was like, oh, he's not going to see me here, and he just walked, he was like, he, the guy was like, what are you doing, man? And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this didn't work in this game, so yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, a Shadows of Mortar thing, it's like, I'm going to get in this bush, and the orc's going to never go there or look at it, in a, or, like, ever be questioning it, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, this is my safe place at all times, that's how I've always felt playing a game like that. Yeah. So yeah, they does it does a good job of, of keeping the stealth thing and introducing new elements. So yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I've been playing those like crazy for like the last two weeks. Um, slightly Hitman related. Uh, told you guys I had something I wanted to show you. I've been like the other since I got like the GameCube shit. I'm back on like trying to like hunt, like go thrifting and hunting for like old games and shit. And I sent Hosey mm-hmm. in a pic that I just sent both of you guys of like. A day that I went out and bought a bunch of shit, um, some like Wii U shit, Xbox shit, and GameCube shit from a bunch of different spots. Yeah. And um, so the games I got were Pikmin three and Pac-Man, uh, one of the Pac-Man three D platformers for the Wii U, uh, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger, Zapper, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, and that Lost Kingdoms game. Those are all mm-hmm. GameCube games from a shop up street for me. And then I bought Hitman two and Brute Force for the Xbox. Um, and I don't collect original xbox games because i don't have yeah. a good easy way to play them right now but I, I found these at a thrift store and i had to buy them not really because of the games or even because they were in great condition but because of what i found inside that i just thought was so cool and i'll send you guys this other picture now uh-huh uh you can just tell me when you got it oh god okay here we go start new campaign <laughs> oh my god dude, this i thought this was sick dude this is the same guy that's brought, so cool. B- brought both of these games in. 
and left uh, Hosian after this episode comes out. You should post that picture somewhere so people can see what I'm talking about. But left fucking notes inside. That's so cool. For cheats for the games, like for the fucking Hitman one, he gives you the all missions code and where to do it on the main menu, the all weapons code, and which the all missions code you have to do on the main menu, but the all weapons code you have to do in game at the pause menu. And he even puts that in that you have to do it. Um, and then he, for some reason he tells you how to punch. And then for brute force, it just I haven't done this yet, but it says start new game as Garner as a profile, then press B button until you see deathmatch and select it. So I'm assuming there's some Easter wow. egg thing happened there. But that I or thought, it breaks your Xbox. Yeah, that or your yeah your Xbox your OG Xbox red rings somehow. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, like, even even with the notepad, even with the notes option in the back of the manual, he's like, I'm still just gonna put this on a piece of paper. Well, yeah, because then you'll <laughs> definitely see. I just thought that was like such a cool like thing of like that's like. Because when you see shit at thrift stores and Goodwills, you're always just kind of assumed it's like a dude that just didn't care about his games or like something like that. But this is like someone that like really loved these games and not only took really good care of them, but even though he wasn't selling them when he was just donating them to the thrift store, he still wanted to like pass down what he he or she or they thought was so fucking cool about each game. Yeah. And like a little no. Easter egg. And I just thought that was sick because like that's like the closest thing I've seen to like like, when I've gone out and bought games like that to anyone, like... Like, when a friend of yours loans you a game and he tells you, like, do this and then call me as soon as you do it. Yep. And, like, I just, like, yeah, at dude. my age and shit, that just never happens anymore. So I just thought that was really cool. What's funny is that um, when I was in the barracks playing Metal Gear Solid 3 for the first time, my buddy Meech said, when you get to a little, like, silo... He said, like, after this mission, when you come up to a ladder... Don't fucking go any further. Call me and I'm going to come over. And uh, so the long ladder in Metal Gear Solid 3, he literally made me like pause the game, call him so he could drive two miles down the road and come experience that with me. And he left immediately after. But uh, that's, yeah, that's, that that's, is sick. That's there's cool. some fun moments like that. Yeah, because you want to like see other people experience that for the first goddamn time. Yeah. Like the Dark Link fucking section last night with uh, Danielle. Which is like, one of the reasons I love to watch that stream and why I've gotten in. Like I told you guys the last episode, I started getting into the Twitch thing is seeing shit like that. Yeah. Because I just yeah I just don't get to do like the fun couch co op thing or like just chilling with my friends and playing games that often anymore. And so uh, I I miss having some aspect of that in my life. Um, Hose, uh, Tom, what made you? Uh, I was gonna ask. I know you just told us, but I was gonna ask what made you pick fucking brute force because. That is one of, like, the most hidden gems of, goddamn, the Xbox, like, generation or whatever. Well, um, be- I mean, I've seen it in, like, I've seen it for no money a million times, and yeah. it always looked kind of cool, and I, I didn't do any digging on it, but it was one of the things, well, number one, I was, when I was going to these places, I was like, if I find anything that looks remotely interesting for any, sm- like, somewhat decent amount of money, I will buy it, because uh, I went out to meet this guy for the fr- i drove out i drove really really far from my house to get these wii u games from this guy for uh-huh. zero dollars so i still had yeah. some cash basically and i was like i'm just gonna spend this money if i find anything interesting um but so i've always heard decent enough things about the game i know literally nothing about it like anything real but seeing the notes inside is literally what made me go ahead and say fuck it i'll buy both 
because I was just like, if this guy... Oh, so you saw it before you bought it. That's tight. No, yeah, I, I, I opened up, because every time I go to a thrift store, I always... You gotta check the game. Check, you gotta check, yeah. make sure the game is there, make sure the manual... Sometimes it's a different game, or there's no game, things like that, so I just wanted to see. But as soon as I saw the note, I was like, if this guy cared enough about this game to do this, then there's probably something here. Like, yeah. so, something I should at least check. I should at least buy this game, put this in, and do what this guy said. At least one time. So everybody that talks about like how Conflict Desert Storm and Desert Storm Two were such good games and fun games to play and shit like that because the co-op and whatnot, like, um, that is what Brute Force is. It's a short campaign, um, character-based, like class-based fucking co-op adventure and shit like that. And I mean, back then, you just cherished any four-player co-op game. Because any shooter or anything like that, most games had two-player co-op. Um, but four players, that's where, like, that was the sweet spot. That nowadays, you can't fucking release a game without it being four players or whatever. But, um, what I... So I have a funny little brute force story. Like, I was about to say, you have to... It's, it's, a, good, it's a well-made game. It's mm-hmm. not in the sense that, hey, Destiny or The Division is a poorly made game because you have to be playing with friends to fucking play it, and that makes a shit game. Mm-hmm. Brute Force is a fun-ass game. Conflict Desert Storm, or they are fun games. Like Cell Damage, you can be like a little rough around the edges or like a... Like, that's a bad example because Cell Damage is actually very well-designed and yeah. its controls work very well with the weapons and shit. Desert Storm is extremely clunky. Brute Force is a little clunky, but um, they're fun-ass games. The characters are fun, and for its time, it had a place. So, about single-player Brute Force. When little old 13, 14-year-old Bert, maybe, um, was in his little room, and we're going to talk about my room at that point later, um, my parents, obviously, we play video games to fucking escape from shit, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. Well, my parents fought non-fucking-stop. So, it was right, and like, um, obviously it's a small house, my brother's room, my room, and then my parents' room. We were all in the same little tiny square hallway across from each other and stuff like that. So, one day I was playing Brute Force just because I was bored out of my mind and I felt like playing Brute Force and doing the campaign by myself. So, I'm playing in my room, my parents are fighting outside, screaming, 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 and at one point my mom is standing in the hallway right outside of my door, and I hear her yell at my dad, I hope you get diseases from fucking men in the ass. This is not where I thought this story okay. would go. <laughs> I uh, dude, it would be way so more wholesome, I have, but I love it. <laughs> I have never felt so uncomfortable. Because on, think about it. like Nowadays, in my opinion, if my dad was gay, he would have probably been much happier than having to deal with my mom for 20 years. Because my parents hated each other they were completely awful together they should have never been together like my parents relationship is a horror story and they actually separated like two years ago and i praised them for it i was like y'all should have had me and then fucked off like (laughs) like thank you but also fuck you for giving me life um i was fine dead or unborn however you call it but like Y'all, they should never... So, I just... little, But I, I was raised in Louisiana. I was raised by a very conservative family. When I was 13, 14 years old, being gay was horrible. Being gay was disgusting. And here I am, my dad, who I like... 
who takes care of me and shit like that, who works his ass off for me, and I'm all like, I respect the shit out of him. Now, I'm thinking, is dad gay? Has dad, <laughs> has dad cheated on mom with men? Does, does my dad, you know, do all this? And, like, at that time, dude, I was just... I was such a weak person to hear that at that time. Like, I started shaking. I was sitting in my room, like, hearing that, and I just didn't know what the fuck to do, dude. It was the weirdest, like, <coughs> weirdest state of mind I've ever been in. I haven't played Brute Force since. I'm not going to play this game and fuck that guy for <laughs> fucking putting that note in it. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I, I love Brute Force. Had some awesome times with my friends and shit on that game. But that day I decided to play it single player and heard my mom say that I haven't played it since. So that's my Brute Force story. Brute Force. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, literally don't. That's. Sometimes you hear something that's so shocking and honestly hilarious that you just can't emote to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is legit how I feel right now. <laughs> I'm just like, that's a, that's a lot. That's that's how I feel. That's how I'm feeling right now. Nice. Oh, I broke it. There we go. Anyway. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, well, shit. Before we hit our uh, our main topic, let's real fast, let's talk about the next gen events that we saw because i like doing the evergreen stuff for the podcast the shit that we can listen to forever that doesn't matter with current events but we should talk about it xbox had a big gameplay yeah reveal that i don't was, know about gameplay but they had a reveal for sure i would say the xbox had an apple trailer compilation video of some sort um go. and then we had the unreal um tech demo thing. sand seminar i would say yeah. uh it looked I don't know. Let's talk about. It. Let's talk. Bert, you streamed the Xbox, the Xbox yep. reveal. We all talked about trying to do it together. We couldn't do it. Um, yeah. But how did you feel? Uh, the Xbox. So, yeah. um, I I loved. I think I accidentally ported in Jeff Keeley's stream instead of the actual reveal. You so did, which his was hilarious. Commentary and his like video webcam and shit on it the entire time. But that was fine because it was like it wasn't it wasn't on stage Jeff Kelly. It was just him being a guy watching this reveal and shit like that. And I he he started just like we all started. You know, we were like and uh, Xbox, Microsoft, here's the thing, dude. They're they're not so far behind, but they're like they're to the point where you now, because of how far behind you are, you have to do everything right. You have to give everybody what they want, and you have to say the right things. There was nothing fucking wrong with the um, announcement, because here's the thing. Microsoft said a while back, they were like, instead of an E3 conference, because they also canceled their shit, they're going to do... Um, one big like insider event every month to showcase what they have until July where they show off Halo Infinite. That's going to be the culminating event. Um, so they, 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 if, at first they were like a huge, cause obviously anytime you have a conference or a web stream and anything like that, that's out of the blue, like Nintendo does directs all the time. Um, PlayStation does state of plays all the time. Xbox hadn't really done that. So when they say they have a big event to showcase games and stuff like that, everybody took that at face value. You know, everybody took that as, holy shit, we're going to see a lot of what Xbox has. And we did, but they said gameplay reveal. 
there was a bunch of CGI trailers or CGI or in-game engine that, like, you know, Jeff had to preface. But, uh, and there was, like, there was fucking gameplay bits and uh, pieces there. But they specifically called it a gameplay presentation. So, yeah, Microsoft shot themselves in the foot um, by just saying the wrong fucking thing like they always do. And now it's a big fucking meme. But, honestly, like, a lot of shit they showed looked fucking cool even jeff had some like he said this is gonna be a good game i've seen this i've seen him talk about this i know the developers this is gonna be a good game this is gonna be a good game blah 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 um regardless like yeah like regardless if it was gameplay or not uh you got and it's not even microsoft's doing but it's like the developers when they come up and say yeah we wanted to show gameplay this and that and it's not gameplay you look like a fool but it's not this one person or one idiot saying this or one developer everybody points at microsoft because microsoft's the fucking meme there's an old fanboy in me that will fucking jump to the goddamn their defense every time but if i'm wrong let me know because i'm really not so um they uh it was it was i think they needed a bigger punch to end it off because they showed like assassin's creed i think they were talking oh yeah that that the biggest problem was they showed a couple of games and shit like that and then it was a dude talking about like it was like developer interviews and actually like the ghost of tsushima or no 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 not ghost of tsushima it was the unreal 5 rev- uh re- reveal and shit like that they suffered from the same thing recently because you show this and there, it's not suffering because i'm sure there's a market for both but they show this insane game gameplay whatever and then there's developer interview or tech talk for another 45 minutes. So yep. um, that, because like, I don't know about y'all, but when I was watching the Unreal 5 reveal or tech demo, cool. Solid graphics. Everything's great. I'm glad I have a PC that will play it because I guarantee you PlayStation 5 is not looking like that. I guarantee you the Xbox One Series X or whatever the fuck it's called is not looking like that. We've yeah. all seen tech demos. We've all seen the promises. We've all seen the scaled down versions of them when the product is in our hands. So cool reveal. Um, but then like it's yeah, it's it's hard to hit on it because I can't be like, I want more games when they're probably talking about some crazy shit in the tech world, and there's a lot of people that probably give a shit about the amount of triangles that are on screen and stuff like that as you're talking to somebody on a webcam for forty five minutes. I mean, yeah, but that's this still goes down to like I forgot about the Ghost Shima thing, which I think will be a good thing to circle back to in a second. Um, yeah, the especially with the Unreal event, which for anyone who didn't see, it's just they un, they showed a tech demo for Unreal Five um, with some assets that they bought that they bought from like a random film and game asset company. Um, so it looks it it looks almost like Desert Island, Uncharted, and everything. People thought it was a game, it's not yeah. a game, it's just a tech demo. But that felt like just a slightly better version of the PS3 or the PS5 stream that we did, where we were watching them just go over the hardware specs. Yeah. Where again, it's like it is interesting and like as an like an adult that's interested in tech, like there's there was stuff that was cool to me there, especially with what they were saying in the Unreal thing about like people that like are developing these movies will be if they do it in our engine we'll be able to take those exact same assets and just throw it into the game without having to completely remake the assets so for like uh-huh. licensed things based off of 
Oh, like movies, movies and, and stuff, stuff like, like that, that like, that become video games? Yeah, like, like that's that's an interesting thing to me in the yeah. idea of them being able They'd to be like pooling from this like pool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so basically, instead of a tech team having to like something that has happened before in like video games and movies is someone will sculpt a physical model of we'll just say a monster like the monster from Alien, and the people that are doing the CGI will do a very intense scan of that to build their own model but because they're working in a different program than the people making the game that would use that same creature they can't just pass the model over so the game company's gonna have to do their own scans build their own model completely and now the idea is that you're gonna be able to do it once and pass that from person to person company to company and that's cool that's interesting i want to play a video game and see a video game that i want to play that's all I care about right now, and so, like who, like it's not a who gives a shit thing. But I, I listened and watched the whole thing for an hour, and like Bert oh, said, dude. I was waiting for something else. I don't know why, because it's just epic. Like they're not going to talk about anything else other than Fortnite. Like there is nothing else there <laughs> that they're going to say, and like, so I don't expect them to. But uh, I don't know. If I, I just want some game stuff, which is why it was cool to see the Ghost of a Tsushima stream, even though it's not a next gen item it was just cool to see people talk about it will be a game that is coming yeah i i I heard a couple of people like why not oh it was uh whose stream was i watching i was there's a few streamers i watch that like have similar like ways of looking at things to mine and it was weird hearing them talk about ghosts of tsushima because at one point they were like i mean it looks so good i don't even i don't know why you wouldn't just wait till next gen and i'm like really guy they're going to remaster this and sell it back to us on next gen in about a year. You know, like, so, um, we've all seen that fucking play out and everything. But, um, I, like, looking at Ghost of Tsushima, dude, and I, I hate that I'm about to do this, but, because here comes negative Burt, here comes, oh, here comes the negative train. Um, I really hate seeing a video game being demonstrated, and they're like, you can choose to approach with stealth and you can throw objects to distract the uh, bodyguards or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, I've played this game before. We get it. Yep. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know. Yep. Standard procedure. And, uh, and watch here's the out thing the like, blip. Ghost of Tsushima looked beautiful. I love the fashion fucking thing is there and you can customize the shit and everything. That's awesome, but like, eh, I, I hate to be this guy. It looks beautiful. Um, it looks nothing different than Assassin's Creed or Shadow of Mordor. I feel and like that's not th- to say it's not going to be a fun game, but I'm not going to shit my pants over it because, like, it, it. I think we all, I personally wanted this game to be some crazy narrative-driven. Holy shit, this is going to be epic, and it just looks like you know, the same action game, open world action games, we've gotten Shadow of Mordor, Assassin's Creed-esque. Um, that's what it looked like to me. So that's my a, opinion on it. I see a lot of people uh, saying like, this looks like the Assassin's Creed a lot of people asked for to do in like a Japanese setting finally happening. Because um, I know yeah. there's a lot of, And, I mean, it does, but to me it also kind of gives me a Red Dead vibe too. I can understand why you would say that. Yeah, um, I was gonna go back a little bit to the Xbox thing, but oh yeah, I think, sorry, I, I we side, I I no, fucking went so far with that, so go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say like I think one smart thing that they did was 
they're kind of like establishing like these are the games like when it comes to marketing you're gonna see the xbox symbol at the end no matter what that's kind of what that whole thing is like like and it's crazy that like the new yakuza game is gonna be on xbox one and they pretty much got like they're gonna be doing the marketing with that like that like at the end it's gonna be like play on xbox you know what i'm saying like after like a if you see a third party game like like you're gonna see uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and at the end it's going to be Xbox so the, it sounds like it looks like they're just trying to push like they're trying to make up like you said yeah. for like the lost time or whatever so it's going to yeah, be a lot yeah, of yeah. like games games at the end you're not going to go blue PS4 thing it's going to be like Xbox Xbox like like kind of like how it used to be like Xbox in every commercial back then the 360 was always Xbox yeah and I mean it's been Sony for a while like a lot of multiplats and shit like that it's been Sony all over every one of them Sony has exclusive rights to demo very like big games at E3 and shit like that even though they're multiplats and then um, yeah they're doing it sounds that's like the they're tactic. Going. that's the that's that's you know just the part of the the way of the you know fucking industry and shit like that so I get that but um it's, and if they do this, and if they do something like this every month leading up, like they might have like a big roster of things that they're going to be like pushing hard. And hell yeah, hell, it, it can totally. be a really huge summer and like reveal events and all these things. These events could be really huge. They could have some cool shit to show us. My biggest problem is that like you can't make it a fucking meme by saying gameplay and then having little gameplay. You yeah. know, like because even the first game they showed off, yeah, it's first person. Yeah, like you're you're going behind the gun. Yeah, you're in the car and shit like that. That ain't gonna be gameplay. That is not gonna be game. There was no health bar. There was no this. It's gonna be toned down. Th- those it's are the not, hot it's words. Be, yeah, yeah. It's uh the keywords. It was like what was it? I remember the Ghost Recon Two. Or no, it was Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter gameplay trailer. Dude was the craziest thing I'd ever seen at the time, and it was over the shoulder view and then he swapped in and went first person and he brings up the gun it looked insane it looked nothing like that at do you remember the you remember the kill zone 2 one from like 10 years oh, ago oh god that's yeah the, that was a big one yeah. that was that was that was probably one of the biggest ones in my in my memory where it was 100%, like 100%, it was like yeah, it was like, it was like he was massive and crazy and like holy shit like the game yeah. looks this good even though it's just like gray the whole time but i was like <laughs> i was like bro this is this is insane. This is when I didn't have a PS3 yet, so I was always like watching videos on YouTube and stuff, uh-huh. and I was like, "Damn, okay." And then I remember getting that game early. And that's what PS3. they want you to do, yeah. That's and that's the thing, like, like it, dude. Those hot words still have not failed because that's what they know what to say to get you in front of the screen. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna, and at that point, you're gonna watch the whole thing. Like most of the, most of the time, people and, are gonna and stick it comes with it. back on you because. Every website, every comment section, every forum lit up. Microsoft is a fucking meme. Mm-hmm. Everybody was laughing their ass off that they said gameplay reveal and there was very little. So yes, that gets people in front of the screen, but it also gets people laughing at you and that's why they're behind yeah. right now. Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. But I, I think PlayStation would make the same mistake too. They would say gameplay and then And the thing is that's the thing. They have. They did with the PS3. Oh, big time. We can time. all go back and watch the fucking they, 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 they did it with the conference. They, they were a meme PS4. and they lost the generation. Bro, That's... I would have killed for a giant enemy crab in any of this shit. <laughs> the 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 PS4 did it too with uh, Uncharted. Love massive damage. With Uncharted 4, they showed like it was crazy cinema level shit at first, and then I and they even did a comparison later, like 
when the game came out finally, people went back. They always go back, dude. And they did uh-huh. a side by side. And like Drake's shirt didn't look like that anymore oh, for yeah. some reason. It was like little yeah. things like that. And like, oh, why is the water not like that on his like when he gets in the water and comes back out or whatever like that, you know? And and that's what that's what people people are always waiting to see how you fuck up. That's that's yeah. yeah. I will say I was pretty excited about that um, Scarlet Nexus game. Uh-huh. Just because it looked a lot like Astral Chain, which I really love. Apparently, it's a uh, turn-based RPG of some kind. Really? Which is different from... Yeah, but which, again, this is the gameplay announcement. Instead, they show us a trailer where I thought it was a third-person action game, and it is a <laughs> turn-based RPG. So, fuck, that's annoying. The game does look kind of cool, though, and that's something I I want to check out. Um even though apparently it's going to come to Xbox One as well, so I'll probably just play it on that. Yep. The, speaking on the Ghost of Tsushima thing, if this game came out two years ago, I think it would make a bigger splash. Because um, I think that that was when like all this like Horizon RDR like like thing was like really really popping off. I don't know if that's going to be like the next the next wave after this. I think people might be doing some more linear shit again. Maybe. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Gotta but I do think it's that. a. I do think at four PlayStation, if, if we're talking like business side, it's probably a good, nice like exclamation point for the end of the cycle. Yeah, I think it. I mean, there's fucking besides Last of Us too. There's there's nothing else on the horizon. Right, right. I still think it's no a game that's gonna be worth. <laughs> Somebody suck me. Um, I do think it could be. It will be a fun game and a good game. Um, yeah. I'm excited to try it, hosing like you said, guinea pig it. I think. As long as, since we won't be doing any touring stuff, then I will have the time to play it. So I will. Um, oh yeah, no. I'm... So describe to me the guinea pig thing. I don't get that. Uh, a guinea pig is a test subject. So, yeah, but why are you going to be a test subject for it? Not a test subject, but instead of instead of being the per- like saying like, oh, I'm going to wait a couple of months to see what the reviews are like and see what my friends are saying. It's just saying, oh, I'm going to get that day one and and I'll be the one who gets to be the tastemaker amongst my friends. Like, like yeah, like I'll if it sucks, I it's like when you got Kakarot, you guinea pig the game. Okay. Like you got it, you were like, damn, I fucking tested this and it sucked, but I got oh, I got ass. but you know you got rid of it. It's just a phrase. I got you. Yeah. The last episode, we talked a lot about uh, in-game environments and level design and what what we like about that and what can influence us to continue playing a game. Um, and when Bert first brought up the idea of gaming environments, I literally thought he meant the space that you play games, like what you need, like what you have in your wherever it is that you game, um, whether it's a room, whether it's a small like section of a room, whatever, like whatever it is. Like I thought he wanted us to talk about like what we need to put us in that mood and what we need to keep us in that gaming mood. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would be something fun to talk about because we all kind of have our own spots to do it now, but they're all not dra- They're all pretty different. Um, yeah. And also this kind of goes back to what we talked about when with like gaming on the road, because then like you're out of your elements or so you're like, Oh, now I don't have my spot. Maybe I'm not going to play any fucking games and I'll just talk to these people in this van. And, and that oh. sucks. Um, <laughs> So I just wanted to kind of talk about that. So I just want each of you guys to like run me down your current situation, like your current game room setup and environment and what you, what about it makes it like perfect for you or makes it what you need right now. And Hosian, I think you have, if you're still doing the one that I think you're doing, 
um, you have one of the more interesting ones because it's a little more unorthodox. So I kind of want to start with you. Um, hmm. Well, up until the other day, like I was gaming in my roommate. She's been gone for like months because uh, the whole virus thing happened while she was out of town and then school just became online. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, you could use my room for whatever if you want to make it like a like a you know like a personal like getaway type situation." I was like, "Okay, like cool." So I started doing that uh, for like the last month and a half. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but before that, I was actually going to my practice space. Um, is that what you were talking about? Yeah. So like, I that that was an interesting thing to me there because you were spending so much time there. So kind of describe that and what you did there. Um, okay. And why it worked for you. Um, yeah, I had the the games ecosystem thing, or however you call it. It was like that big monitor that I, I mentioned on the podcast, like the screen, that portable like monitor, or whatever. And I just brought that to the storage unit where my drums are set up, and I just felt like I needed like a like personal private place to go do that because with no distraction. So I would just set my stuff up there, and I would go between practicing drums and playing the game back and forth, like almost like doing like uh, like sets of like lifting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how my setup was for a while. I mean, that was cool and everything, but it just sucks when you have to like like commute to like do the thing you want to relax in. Yeah, that that was the thing that made it so that I was like, man, he's like really dedicated to at least trying to do this and finding a spot. I needed to like- do that. Yeah, I. Need- Sorry, I hit the mute button on accident. I needed to do that because uh, I just felt like I couldn't get comfortable here with all like the foot traffic and stuff. Yeah, I mean you're a pretty solitary person a lot of the time, and now especially since you're uh, you're not only living with uh, with your significant other, but you have roommates as well. That makes it like you can't just go into the living room and chill. And and um, there's people who can like just like play through it all and like like they'll be on the couch in the living room and people are like cooking and walking around and talking and I'm like I can't do that man yeah I, it depends on the game or like just the mode like the whole like everyone's in but I, I I don't like that yeah were you able to like get a lot of like like were you able to make progress in any like games like significant progress in any games there or were you just like I know you were mostly like you were playing a lot of Smash online uh yeah no I was playing a lot of Smash Online there because the Wi Fi was good but that's where I got most of my Jedi Fallen Order done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't that. Um, and then eventually, so now I'm back in uh, me and my girlfriend's room together, and everything's good again. Like I, I think I just needed that like away time, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, well, Bert, what about you? Like, cause now, so you just moved into a new place where you could like start from scratch. And obviously, yeah. it's a much bigger spot. So, like, describe your old setup, and then tell me about your new setup. Because also, you and I just haven't done a deep dive on this, and I want to know. Um, it's crazy, because, like, mine, so, from as far back as I can remember, this this is actually pretty crazy, because um, from when I was a kid, my earliest one was, like, me, three, four years old, in a trailer in Ethel, Louisiana, and we had one TV, obviously, and a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis and stuff. So I would, it was all on the floor. I would just sit on the floor playing this shit out of a TV that had like channels 2 through 13 buttons on it. <clears throat> and that was it. Like everything would be on the floor. I'd go down, sit on the floor, play it. I'd sit there for three days playing like A Link to the Past and shit. My parents split up. 
Um, and me, my mom, and my brother moved into an apartment complex. That would eventually be our home for the next four or five years. Um, and my brother and I had our own rooms for the first time. Or no, well, we, we no, this, there wasn't nothing special about that. We just had a room together. So to maximize room or because it was cheap, I don't know, my mom got us like couches to sleep on. Um, we didn't have beds or anything, so it was just a couch. So uh, the couch, which would eventually turn into a futon, that's like why I love sleeping on fucking couches more than anything. Like when Danielle's out of town, I sleep on the couch because that's what I like doing. Um, so uh go i'm in this apartment complex my mom went and picked us up at this like gas station closing down this tower that you could like it was a uh it was it looks like some of you buy at walmart today but it had the four legs that you could take in and out and the platforms that could stack you could stack this thing as high as you wanted it so this it was like a pepsi tower or whatever that we would put our tv on top and our consoles and shit because in 96 or 97 or 98, one of the two, is when we got, um, you know, the Sega Saturn, the PlayStation 1. My dad randomly got us a Nintendo 64 because he, like, was coming to visit. And every time my dad came and visited, he brought, like, gifts and shit. But that was a huge one. Um, it was, like, a year or two after it came out. So, like, we had a lot of consoles. That's all me and my brother, like, that was our biggest thing was we loved video games and my parents knew that. So, every Christmas and shit, we would just get games or consoles and stuff like that. So, I would, like, at, at six, seven years old, I'd be in my room with, like, little bread ties and stuff tying together six or seven different cords and RV cables and fucking AV cords and power cords, shit like that, trying to, like, maximize... Um, not, not, not spade, but organization. Like I was just very neat. I hated wires being all over the place and shit like that. So, uh, that was, that was huge for me back then. So fast forward about six years, we have a house. Um, me and my brother have separate rooms. I still have a futon. I was fucking 12, 13 years old sleeping on a futon. Um, and because I made my room, my bedroom was like a living room. I had my entertainment center, I had my TV, I had a shit ton of consoles hooked up, and I had my futon right here with like a fan. And I'll never forget, dude, like, I'll never forget that fan like blowing on me in the middle of the night or waking up in the morning and shit like this because that was like home. And it wasn't home without that fucking slight like fan blowing on the back of my head and shit like that as I slept. Um, that comfort like factor. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I have always, I've always had, like, a couch, and I've always had, even when I was in the military, because, again, y'all gotta remember, I, I've been a, I was a virgin until I was 25. My entire time in the military, I wasn't fucking around with chicks. So, like, I had a house um, with a buddy of mine after my, after my first deployment, and my room in their house was a futon, and I had my, uh, I had like a weight bench and shit behind me and then I had the futon in the middle of the room and my entertainment sitter was in the closet and it all like fit right there. So I would like lay right there, entertainment center, video game, TV, all that shit. It, it was like that was my go-to for the longest time. Um, up until when I got out of the military finally in 2013, that's when the Xbox One and PS4 came out. They're absolutely disgrace. I built a PC. So now... It's a little different because my setup now is like, um, 
just two monitors. I've fucked around with three, and the third one just really doesn't get used. But, um, so, like, I've come all this way, 30 years old. Here I am. We just got this new house, and, like, there's this room in the front of the house that's, like, sectioned off. It's like a little office, um, but it's, like, huge. You know, you could fit a pool table in here and shit. At one point, like, I didn't even know this. I had no idea what Danielle wanted for this. I thought she wanted an office or something. But she was like, yeah, that's going to be your office. You're going to put your computer and shit in there. And, dude, I was, like, ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's room for all my dumbass knickknacks, for all my dumbass fucking military shit. I got a bu- My buddy Matt gave me this crazy fucking, like, Afghani rug that he got from Afghanistan um, that is hung in my fucking room. And it's just, like... So much crazy goddamn shit that I have that wouldn't look good anywhere else in the house. I've got this, like, Tim Lehigh uh, from California. I've got a painting done by him that's just a bunch of, like, demon dogs and skulls and stuff. And there's, like, um, a girl, like a biker chick in the bending over in the middle of all of it. And it looks like she's wearing kind of like a Nazi helmet and a Nazi patch, but it's not a Nazi symbol. It's just a smiley face. It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. And, like, a lot of people could get offended by this, and I can see why, but in all honesty, it's just, it's this chick bending over, and, like, there's just some crazy, it's a crazy-ass pain, and that's the thing, I have a lot of these fucking weird-ass things, <laughs> and nowhere else in the house do I want to put them and shit like that, but it fucking works, dude, and this is, like, my haven, I've got my desk, I've got a ti- a uh, old-ass TV to my right that I can play, like, Dreamcast, and I have all that shit set up. My Saturn, my Dreamcast, my original Nintendo, my PS1, PS2, all that shit is set up over here and I can just like hot swap out cables and shit if I ever wanted to like hook up Power Stone or some shit, you know? That's right, awesome. Right. Um, it's, I've got my gun safe behind me. Like it's, it's a really, that's a, the come this up. is where, this is what it all amounted to, you know, like right. me sitting in front of this shitty TV with 13 channel buttons on it, just playing a link to the past and now I'm fucking here mm-hmm. and, um, I still feel empty. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. Money can buy games, TVs, guns, debatably women, but it can't buy an actual emotion. Can't buy time. And I have. We're it, all. It, this is all gonna end in a little while, and that's a horrible feeling. So me, me I'm going st- I'm, to um, die. I'm still um, morbidly unhealthy. Let's call it that. <laughs> but I do have a nice ass room. Sick, and like. Do you think that if you just had, like, the room, but it didn't have all, like you said, all, the, 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 one of the things I like about going to people's, like, like offices, their game rooms, whatever it is, is seeing not just, like, their game set up, but, like, the extra shit that they have in there. Like you said, like, all, like, all your other personal shit. Yeah. Like, do you, like, it, it, like, would you feel the same without that stuff there? Like, I don't think you would. I don't think I would in my spot. It's crazy you say that because when we were moving to this house, um, Danielle and I, like, got so excited about moving to our old house that we had everything packed up and we weren't moving for another month. We mm-hmm. did the same fucking thing this time. So we knew we were moving in Christmas, at Christmas. We went home and we fucking, we didn't even, we weren't, there was so much shit with the house that wasn't unclear or anything yet. But um, we went home, packed everything up. Within a week, we had our paintings down. We had our fucking couches sold. We had our entertainment center down. All this crazy shit. Like, everything was packed up. Everything was shoved in a box. It sucked. 
So as much as I like to say, like, I feel like I have no soul, um, I, this, there is a certain level of comfort having all this stuff. Like, you know, they have, I have flyers of tours I've done with you guys. You know, I've got, uh, Danielle drew me this crazy fucking, uh, picture. Cause like Danielle, like when she worked at Sephora, obviously she wasn't balling at all. And, um, a lot of birth, my the, the first couple birthdays we had, she didn't have a lot of money, so she did like really cute things for me. There's a fucking picture she drew with colored pencils that like had all of our memories somehow on it and shit like that. I'm looking at it now and I can't even like. There's it's that's really, really cool. Holy shit, that's it's awesome. really fucking tight. Um, so like I, it's everything like this fucking skull kid uh, figure that came with the 3ds Majora's Mask, even though that port was fucking goddamn disgrace to the original <laughs> game. Uh, yeah, like, I've got my super scope, so, super scope hung up above the door. So, like, without all this shit, without my Modest Mouse albums, like, without my fucking paramedic cert and all this crazy shit, it would be, like, it, like, whatever comfort I'm at, I'm not anxious when I'm in here, really. Like, I'm comfortable, but I am pretty fucking, like, you know, hopeless, but, uh... It's your private room. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, it is, all of this does bring me down to a certain level of ground, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what, and Tom, I don't, I know you want to talk about yours because yours no, is also sick. Uh, one thing I want to say is, uh, one thing that I've adopted from, like, tour is, like, whenever, you know, whenever you want to be in your own headspace, when you're, like, around people, just put your headphones on and, like, listen to music or, Bert, you did that, too, on the tour where you were, like, you put the thing on and played Zelda or whatever. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, it, it sucks, but I... That's one thing that's been able to help me, like, get back, like, get into, like, a comfort spot if I can't necessarily help it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I got this new headset, and I've just been playing every game with it on, and I you know, I just feel, like, a little bit better, not, like, knowing, like, oh, I'm I'm not going to get, like, distracted You know what's funny? I, I totally, like, appreciate you telling me that and stuff like this, but when, and I talk to, like, I talk, this is a fucking... Thing I've dealt with with my therapist nonstop, but um, when I actually went and saw him, mm-hmm. when I am happy, when I am having a good time, when I am taken out of whatever fucked up headspace or thought process I'm currently having that's very fucked up, whenever I exit that, I immediately look around and just think it's pointless, you know? It's just there's no use or anything like that. Like it's. I have seen way too much death, and it's not anything I ever wish on people. And that's what he said. He was like, you know, like old people, they get up and they see their friends die, they see their family die, and they have fewer and fewer people left around them. Maybe they have a family, maybe some of their family has died. So all of this death builds up on the human psyche to the point where you just kind of understand that holy shit, like, it's all gonna end, their stu- their shit ended, I'm gonna end all this stuff, right. so um, that's what he told me when I was like 23, he was like, you know, all of your experiences made you way too old before your time. Sure. Um, and it is what it is. There's no, there's no helping it, there's no fucking, it's just funny, like, you watch uh, Greg Bennett's, um, I think that's his name. Yeah, it's Greg Fucking, Bennett. the, what was that fucking documentary called? escape or the the run from mortality or the escape from mortality Mm -hmm. where he just interviews a shit ton of people 
on their views on like mortality and life and this and that. And there was one dude who just looked like he was just drunk off his ass or just a fucking bum. He definitely wasn't, but you could just tell he, he, his mind had been playing on him for a long time. And I, I, I don't remember shit from that documentary except this guy standing there. And there was one point at the end, he was just like, it is what it is. It's meaningless. It's all meaningless. Everything we're here and then we're not. And that's it. There's no other fucking point or anything behind it. That's all it fuck. That's it. That's it. And yeah. So I'm, I'm done bringing it down. If y'all want to talk about, you know, your amiibo collection or whatever y'all got going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, whatever uh... Nintendo diaper you got on the wall. <laughs> Um, I put up a cork board the other day, and it's got some pictures I like. Hell yeah! It's a nice cork board. It's Fuck yeah, dude! What kind of pictures it got? It's on got it? my friend's wedding invitation. That's, I should, God, I that's should a prob- good one, dude. Yeah, yeah, I should probably call him and say bail on it because it's, it's pointless in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. He's already been divorced once, so you might as well start again. Uh, you know good I mean? for him. Good yeah. for him to get over that. Hump. Yeah, he swung the bat and missed. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it is what it is. This one might at least go to like second base. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah. Um, well, actually, the reason that I like, I have described this to my girlfriend. Um, the reason I'm like, yo, I need the room, I need the zone, I need the spot is yeah. kind of because of what you're talking about. It's important. Is because of uh, I think it's very important to have your your area, your your to do whatever you can to escape existentialism mm-hmm. when you can, and uh, it's very hard for me to do that without having like. A private space um i find hosey was talking about on tour, like on tour um throwing the headphones on and everything part of that is to have a semblance of privacy and i find it harder to tour sometimes because i value my privacy and like my alone time more and more as my life goes on um and so like i've definitely become more of a headphones in guy yeah um that's part of like you know that's that's why I needed like the space that I have now, and my girlfriend was like super cool to uh to let me j- jack this whole thing. That's tight. Do it and yeah. help me set it all up and everything. But real women, dude, real women know. She gets it, man. Like the I I love her to death because she is like I don't like we don't share any of the same hobbies, but she like under she like the the like I, I've told her plenty of times like I require like a total of five things. Mm-hmm. in life and they're all pretty minuscule like there's no grand scheme stuff in there they're all very small um very like small personal things and she gets every one of them regardless of if her life is the same way which she's so sick about it but one of those things was the spot we have now and she is like the one that like really helped me make this what i wanted it to be um like i have this big ass tv in here now like this like fucking 50 inch tv that she got from a co-worker she hooked that up she didn't take the tv herself she gave it to me she bought me the big entertainment system i have for it just all kinds of cool shit she helped me set it all up but my room um the shit that i like like that i like about it is i finally have the space for the 30 fucking five consoles or whatever it is that's in here as far as like the game room setup um when i sent you guys that picture of me with all the systems I was like, oh, I'm going to like put these all back in boxes as soon as it's done. But I actually decided just to leave them all up because I was like, fuck, I like looking at the, this shit. This is like a small sample of like what you were talking about earlier, Bert, like the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's 
the one thing that I want, the reason I have all this junk in here is because not just because I'm nostalgic for it, but it's because it's like, oh, I'm at a point where I can have things like this and like, and I can, I can finally like, I spent, because we've talked about it so many times, uh, all the people that try to get you to, all the, you think you have to abandon every aspect of your childhood as you grow up and having and having the spot that i have now is very much like my like constant like proof that you don't have to do that if you don't want to yeah it's like it's like your station where you got like everything that makes you happy in one yeah like that's that's what i love about this spot is like Mm -hmm. i've got the the big ass recliner for me and for my dog so my dog can come sit up here with me all the time um the three or four like big game shelves i got my the the ultimate man cave staple is the shitty mini fridge, <laughs> which I I love having like all my shit in here. Like that's mm-hmm. what one of my favorite things is to not have to move more than two feet when I'm playing games it's to awesome. get my fucking yeah. drinks. You want to have not, everything in like a very like like organize it, but like express way. It's like I want to yeah, a drink, literally boom. because I just don't want to like get out. Like it's really hard for me. Like I get really bad at, uh, anxiety about starting things. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like games and movies and things like that. When so that game pile start, is so high, dude. Yeah, but as soon as I start something, I'm like, fuck. I like You're if in. I get if I break the mode for a minute, even just to leave the room for a second, it's over. So I have to make sure everything's like in here and set up. But got all the guitars, the music spot. That's the other thing. I'm like, I have to have like a spot just to work on music. Otherwise, I'll never make it. You know what I mean? Right. I'll never, I'll never be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But um. I was thinking about it the other day when I got that GameCube adapter, the HDMI one, um, and I put it up, and I do not cry. Like, crying is like a once every three years thing for me. Yep. But when I first turned it on, it was another thing. I'm like, finally, I could afford this thing. Because I've wanted this thing for so long, but I'm so cheap and always so poor because I'm touring that I can never put money in for myself. Um, and finally being able to have it and play all these games that I haven't touched in fucking 45 goddamn years and turning on Rogue Leader for the first time and, like, beating it literally started having tears in my eyes from it because it made me so goddamn happy. And, and it was a thing where, Bert, kind of like what you're talking about, I've talked about this a few times where every day I wake up and I have a suicidal thought. It's the first thing I think of when I realize that I'm awake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all aspects of my life are how do i not feel that way without becoming a drug addict yeah that's very much like my the end goal of everything i do is how do i not how do i not feel like that and i realized when i was doing that and just like spending like the first like few hours of this thing that i hadn't had a a thought like that in like five or six hours which is honestly a fucking world record for me because normally it's like uh it's think about it go oh shit that's not something i should think about walk around for a little while fucking scratch my balls and then go there it is again i guess i think scratching my balls might be a trigger for the thoughts i don't really know why i'll have yeah. to fucking get some serious therapy for you that should, you should get manscaped yeah i should probably just cut my balls off um <laughs> and maybe i'll do that at some point but uh i thought you already did uh, I mean, I to be honest, guys, I have very, very small balls. I don't have a hanging sack, <laughs> okay. so it might. So debatably, there's just not enough there for me to ha- to have like manhood. So who knows? And yeah, you might just have to shave it off. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll get the clippers out after this is over. They're a little there rusty, but there's no point if, if it gets infected. That's you fine. might be able to just pull them off. Uh, yeah, I used to have dreams that they were uh, removable. Don't know why. Maybe I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally no idea, Bert. You can edit that out if you want. No, nah, you're good. All right, sick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, Hosey, one of the things that you brought up about the headphones in thing, mm-hmm. um, because here we have the people, the neighbors I have now are actually really good, but the neighbors I had before the people that live above me mm-hmm. were fucking, it was like a dude walked around throwing bricks at the floor every day basically he had a gimp leg where he could only oh, he couldn't yeah. walk he could only swing the leg and yes. it crashed down on the floor every time he took a step um it was so bad that when i had the guys from uh Vamakara stay here that i'm pretty sure i saw one of them throwing shit at the ceiling because they were so mad about it <laughs> um but i became like a headphones in guy and something that really pisses me off about uh Every old system I have and the Switch is there's no good way to run headphones out of it. Like, the Switch is the only system where the pr- the main controller doesn't have a headphone jack. You know right, like an Xbox One and PS4, yeah. Dude, because um, I got obsessed with it on the PS4, and I just bought, like, a 10-foot headphone cable. So I can just run it out of the back. and cause you Back can, your when TV. You have, yeah, when you have the Switch plugged in, you can do that. Um, you can just run a headphone jack. Even if it's in your TV, you can run uh, a headphone cord out of the headphone jack of the Switch. And on that right. GameCube adapter, I can run out of the back of that, mm-hmm. um, which is sick. So I'm going to start doing that, too, because I'm so fucking into the headphones thing and having the fake surround sound thing. And I have a pretty nice pair of, like pro audio headphones but um, it's been it's been cool to do that because like like i wish i had like that one like my room type thing in in my situation like my gaming room is also where i need to like sleep too yeah so um it is nice to just have those on so i can at least get this like the sense of like i'm zoned in now yeah um regardless if someone behind me is like jumping on the bed or something Everyone that hears this, uh, that is definitely cue for you to buy more espionage shit from Hosian because he needs to get into it. He lives in uh, an insanely nice house now, but he needs to live in that insanely nice house with only one other person instead of four. So you <laughs> yeah, need, I, you, yeah, we just you mean. have to buy more bootleg items. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've and I, it's still a thing where I'm like, I think because like. I liked living alone even when I dated someone just because like it was a place for me to like if I see something I did that you know if yeah. there's like a mess it's mine I caused it because I'm the only one who's here or I can play till six in the morning because uh, my girlfriend doesn't have to wake up for school and like yeah. see me sitting there like naked playing Hitman <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I don't know that might be kind of hot yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll try it later. But um, okay, yeah. Sure. It, it, so it, it's that thing where I feel like I'm 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 happy you guys have something like that because that's my next step too. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for yours because your setup will I'm sure will be be very sick. Also because you'll have if like you stay in Savannah, you'll have the Planet Fun hookup. So just the random like shelf candy items will God. be really extreme. I have so many. I have so many things like here and like in the attic and stuff that I'm like I just can't wait to have the room to put all this stuff I I need to put up the fucking baby <laughs> oh my god I forgot you have the, the death stranding baby yeah um, but yeah oh, no awesome. it, I'm, I'm happy you guys have those cause like it makes me feel like oh man now I, I gotta get to that cause like I know that that must feel fucking good and Bert like in your the last house in Baton Rouge your gaming setup was part of like the commonplace too so yeah now, that was 
That sucked. It, it was it was my little corner, and it was really cool because I had like all my shit there. It was like in that corner was like it was a whole wall of my shit. It was tight, but like Danielle, whenever I was doing my thing, Danielle, you know, she hated being on the TV. Or when I would try streaming, you know, she couldn't watch TV. It was yeah. It's yeah. just not a fun time, but I thought aesthetically it was for what we had. It, it worked. No, oh, she yeah, had a whole cool. fucking room for her makeup. And it shit. was like it yeah. was the, like the, her room there was like like her version of what you're you have, you know? Exactly. Yeah, because she needed her own spot too. But now you now that you guys have see that this is the sick thing. Again, like the fruits of your labor is now you guys can afford to not compromise. You level up. Yeah. You know how sick that is. Like that's it really is. No, I, I mean think, I I looked I. I look. I walk around my house every day, and it's it's crazy. We still have this. Yeah. I don't believe that it's going to last forever. I think we're going to make some really dumb financial decisions, and we're going to lose the house. But <laughs> well, yeah. Again, now. live for the moment. We're not exactly, living for eternity. Right? Yeah. We're living for the moment. So it's time to build that pool and build an yeah. above ground pool next to that below ground pool, <laughs> and have a slide that interconnects them. That's the move oh, here. An underwater slide. You have an underwater slide. Oh, you get for, trapped in. For these I, 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 well, you guys are thinking too big. I think it's going to be from the DoorDash Chili's. <laughs> that is big. Just that take is real the slide, big. bud. Bert, I, I tell, don't need to tip them if I build them a slide. I tell a lot of people about the DoorDash Chili's. Me too. It's so t- random. <laughs> I tell way, way more people. Um, I should have told you this earlier, Bert, but I didn't. I don't mean to detract, but I have to tell you the story because it yeah. relates to games. And I, I told Hosian, but I wanted to wait to tell you on the podcast. Um, so, Bert, when you're, like, standing there and you need to go to, like, when you wake up uh, and you need to go to the bathroom at night, do you turn on all the lights? Um... Define all the lights, like all when, the lights in the house on the way to the bathroom. When you're go, when you're getting out of bed and going to the bathroom, how do you light your way and light the situation? So, Danielle and I are both pussies, and we have to sleep with the TV on or some form of light and mm-hmm. noise. So our fucking forty six inch or no, like sixty inch. Yeah, it's a sixty inch TV. Yeah, our sixty inch TV is on. You know, at night. So that's giant light. So the bedroom is lit. I walk into the bathroom. We keep a night light on in the bathroom. And I usually piss with minimal light in the bathroom. Okay. See, I, after the situation that I'm about to describe to you, I've considered buying a night light for my bathroom. So okay. I, uh, I, go, I, don't go, I don't need light to go to sleep. I actually need darkness. Yeah. But I need some sort of noise. Preferably something that's not repetitive, but something right. I've heard before. Yeah. So I go to sleep listening to uh, YouTube videos that I've seen before, or podcasts. I need, to do, I need to do that too sometimes. It's pretty sick. Um, and normally I just play them off my iPad with no headphones because Allie and I normally go to sleep at separate times right now. Uh-huh. I go to sleep way earlier. Um, <laughs> so I was listening to, uh, do you guys know who the gaming historian is on YouTube? I think you told me about him. Okay, he was going to be one of my recommendations for later. For people who haven't seen it, it's a dude that does documentaries, very nice quality documentary style videos about uh, video games. Um, but it's like in the style of old PBS documentaries. It very much emulates that stuff. My girlfriend, Allison, just hand-delivered me a stack of vegan gluten-free pancakes. She's being very sweet. There's That's tight. Dude, Danielle things. brought me some peanut butter cookies a second ago. Shout out, women. That's out. Yep, shout out to the women in our lives. We all love you. Thank you, Allie. Oh, there's bananas in it too. You're a fucking angel. Okay, um, 
So he's he's doing this video about Mario, uh, the one on Game Boy, six golden coins. Mar- Super Mario Land, six golden coins. Great game. I'm. That's a hard game. It is hard. I thought I had a copy, but it turns that out I sold it. That shit is hard as fuck, dude. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Um. So I'm getting up to go. I'm watching this video, trying to fall asleep. I realize I have to pee. Right. But I don't turn on all the lights. I use whatever light source I have. Normally my phone or my iPad. Right. I walk to the bathroom with the iPad playing, lighting my way. It's now <laughs> sitting on the counter with about oh, a quarter God. of the screen hanging over the toilet, right? I know how this ends. Yeah, you do. So does Mario, too, FYI. <laughs> so the video's playing. He's talking very nice and monotone about Shigeru Miyamoto not working on this game. I'm pissing in the toilet, right? I pick up the iPad because something he said made me want to look at the video. I don't remember what. It wasn't important. Right. Um, I put... I go to put the iPad down. I'm still pissing. Um, and I guess I don't put it down the exact right way that it needed to sit on this counter to not have this situation happen. <laughs> I'm still pissing. The iPad shakes and wobbles and then flies at the speed of sound <laughs> into the toilet. The screen is facing out at me. He's talking about Mario. Mario Mario is waving. Mario is waving full screen. I'm pissing on Mario's face. I keep pissing on the iPad for about three seconds. It's hard to stop peeing. It's hard to stop peeing. Like, Allie was like, you guys can't stop peeing. He's like, no, you can stop. It's just, it can take a second. Sometimes you got to think about it. Yeah. I stopped peeing, and now the iPad is still sitting there. Mario's still waving. It's it's in a toilet half like full of piss. The iPad is half submerged, <laughs> and so I go. Then I spend about five seconds just staring at it, thinking about that I have to reach into this toilet and grab this piss covered iPad. And also, I'm thinking about this would obviously happen to me. Yeah. Like this is literally is par for the course, right? Uh, so I pick up the fucking piss covered iPad. My hands are covered in piss now, and I'm just cleaning it off. Luckily, it's in a, an otter box. It's waterproof. Nice. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. I'm gonna oh finish God, the story. dude, no. I'm going to finish the story. The iPad is fucking... Basically, at the end of the day, <laughs> the iPad ended up being safe. I was able to wash everything off, and it's fine. But I definitely pissed all over Mario's face. <laughs> cool, so we figured out that I have the best game room, and uh, we all have broken brains. And I'm pretty excited about that. This is um, a depressed podcast. Yeah, this, <laughs> this got dark, but uh, I think the one that people like the most are the depressing ones. So these are the ones going to bring the big reviews and the big Patreon books. We don't have a Patreon, but uh, someone should make. Oh, I do. I just money. didn't tell you guys. Oh, Hosian's got a Patreon. <laughs> Hosian's got a Patreon and an OnlyFans and a private Snapchat. Watch my Twitch so I don't have to. Danielle doesn't make me work on the ambulance again. Do you watch? That, <laughs> I don't. That I'm suck. tired of seeing dead people. <laughs> Li- literally, he is. <laughs> He literally is, and I understand. I wouldn't want to either. I'm like mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osmond, but I'm 30. <laughs> like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's move on to some Q&A. Yeah. Hosian, do you want my question first? Do you want to go over the ones you got? Uh, You go ahead and launch it. Cool. Mine is from our friend Peter from Inclination. Hi, Peter. Peter, is, Peter fucking rocks. He's the only dude I know that also works at school. He's awesome. He's a successful teacher, and I am an unsuccessful security man. But <laughs> that gets called homeless or whatever. I, yeah, I'm a homeless man. But Peter loves Mega Man. He loves Mega Man. Mm, um, so he wanted to know who our favorite 
Robot Master is. Ooh. Uh, that, that's that's from one. Mega Man, right? Yeah. So any Mega Man. I don't play Mega Man often, but I'm a huge fan of Horse the Band, so it's got to be Cutsman. That makes sense. Um, mine is a. Uh... God damn it! What's his name? Mega Man X. Is it Arctic Penguin? Or what do they call what do they call the penguin in Mega Man X? Somebody help me. I Stand literally. By. Yeah. I don't... I'm looking it up. Uh, chill, chill, chill penguin. penguin. Chill penguin. Nice. Okay, chill penguin. Probably because he's just the one I remember the most. Because Mega Man X is the game I've played. This is the Mega Man game I've played the most. And normally, chill penguin is the first boss that you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that stage just has a really, really, really good uh, theme song. Does it? This real? Yeah, it's super fun to listen to. Um, Bert, you should snag that soundtrack and add it to like any like game playlist things like that. Things I like will that say have. Mega Man 2's intro theme has always is consistently stuck in my head mm-hmm. for the sole per because for it would be one of my favorite flash videos from the Newgrounds era was Orphan House and in the beginning of their video they use Mega Man 2's intro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um all the even like like the Sonic games, you know? All yeah. the Mega Man games normally have pretty good really fun soundtracks. Oh yeah. Um, Hosey, did you say one? Uh, yeah, Mega Man Two is actually my favorite one as well, and I was I like Woodman. I like the leaves, like the classic staple, mm-hmm. uh, the circle leaves. Uh, that that weapon is sweet. And then uh, was it Top Man? I think he was him. It was either Top Man or Hard Man. I like their names. It's funny, and uh, I don't remember who it was that did like the. Uh, this is oh Air Man, the guy with like the the, the windmill <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, I I like the way he looks. He was always cool. He had, like the fan in the middle of his chest. Yeah, totally. He's from Mega Man 2 as well. Yeah, he is from Mega Man 2. He does if have a really cool design. If you Google Woodsman, you get a lot of <laughs> crazy shit. There's some good stuff here if you like like lumberjacks and whatnot. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is something that... Yeah, this is a search I'm going to favorite. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a hilarious... I'll fucking screen cap that and submit that to nice. later. That's fucking oh, yeah. terrible. See, man, I'm here to help. You are, man. You're doing good. Um, well, that is the only question I had. Shout out, Peter. I promise you I'll play Peter. Mega Man 11 soon. Cool. Um, what you got, so, Rosie? Let's see. Um, we're going to start here from my buddy, Alec. He's an awesome dude. Uh, he's actually building... Uh, me a PS3 that's going to be like able to play everything I told you guys about this Looks uh, awesome. and he's super into like the hacking scene and mm-hmm. uh, he asks who's your video game crushes both male and female <laughs> and he says he goes no he, go, he goes no Metal Gear Solid related ones <laughs> oh, okay alright um, my from King of Fighters do you guys know who that is it might be May. Yes, actually. Giant boobs. Giant boobs on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely... Definitely her. I mean, I don't know why. Um, My friend... Oh, my friend... Best friend Will, he was also obsessed with her. And he was always trying to get his girlfriends to dress up like her. And they'd always be like, why? He goes, please just do this for me. <laughs> so... I don't other... know why I feel like it's easier for me to pick a male um, crush. Uh, because it's you can make it more jokey and less revealing about yourself. I guess that's true. 
Uh, who was the main the main blonde girl from Death Stranding? She's pretty hot. Oh God! Well, uh, there's big spoilers if we talk about that. Um, was she the one I... that said Princess Beach? Oh, like like yeah. Something about Mario and the pipes. Oh yeah, she did something <laughs> about that. Um, mine was actually a guy, and it's Lu Jun from Dynasty Warriors. Yep. And I. In oh, it's grade, male or female. Yeah, anyone. Nice. Oh, I think you yeah. said male and female. Let me read it again. We could do male and female, just because okay. That yeah, would, that yeah. would be more uh, hiding of our true self, maybe. Yeah. Um, Lu Jun is. Uh, he had a pink. Outfit choice in Dynasty Warriors like four or some shit, and when I was in seventh grade, I always put him in it, and I was like, I like him, he's cute, <laughs> and I a little hosian. It's okay though. Everybody's got straight up, man. Everybody's got a little. Um, fuck, I I really have to think about. I hate that this the is a hard crush. question. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, Karen? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I hate that mine's name is Karen. Yo, we uh, lost K-A-R-I-N from Shadow Hearts 2. I don't know if her name is pronounced Karen, or it might be Corinne, or some shit like that. Regardless, Karen Koenig or whatever from Shadow Hearts 2 was always uh, the one. And then, uh, for male, favorite man, crush, whatever, guy I would suck off, uh, it's definitely, uh, the one-armed wolf, um, <laughs> from Sekiro. The what? Oh, yeah, he's pretty hot. The one-armed wolf. Oh, okay. Dude. The wolf. Oh, got, okay. You don't I have a it. name. Guys, I, I, fu- I didn't have an R button. I didn't play it. That's, oh, man, it's sad. Cause, I mean, I he, like, he's... He's a literally like a damaged fucking orphan bitch Same. just left to die. And then his whole purpose is to serve this little kid. And he's just a fucking underdog through and through. He's not like this crazy king or prince or destined one or anything like that. He's just a cold, long dick motherfucker. He's just out there fucking trying, baby. He's out there fucking. He is out there fucking. Uh, Everyone. Wario. Okay. Wario's What's your female? Crush. What's your male? <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think I said my earlier. I would probably go, uh, oh my god. The main character of Uncharted. Oh, Drake. What is his name? Jason? So you like a suburban white dude, Drake? <laughs> yeah, I, I like uh, Drake You like Nicolas Cage. Got I it. Like, I like Drake and Josh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, have we got anything else? <laughs> Uh, I think Max Payne is hot. Wait, I did two guys. Fuck it, that's it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Do you have another quick one you want to throw in or anything like that? Yeah, uh, Shogo Julio asks, what is your greatest gaming come up? What does that mean? Like, greatest like, like, thing like you've acquired? Finding something at a game store or getting a new piece of equipment or, okay you know. okay yeah, yeah. totally i'm getting back into this whole idea um recently i don't know if this is definitely not my best come up but recently uh my best like thrift store thing was about a year ago finding eternal darkness in perfect condition at a goodwill for five dollars it's getting harder and Damn, harder $5? to find yeah, yeah yeah it's getting harder and harder to find thrift store like 
Yeah, you've talked Thrift about that before, be, yeah. yeah. It used to be Diamond Dozen, it's just not that way anymore. So finding not only a good like a good GameCube game, but one that is rare and has some value, mm-hmm. uh, that was a good one. So that's definitely up there. Oh, yeah. When I bought my PS4 from this kid in Savannah, that was a pretty sick deal because it was 300 bucks for that and like eight games that were the value came out to be like 500 or $600. And we were all pretty sure that the kid was needed to sell it to pay for his half of an abortion. Uh, my buddy at McDonald's had to do that. Okay, yeah, so Eternal Doc- uh, Darkness at Goodwill. That's probably the most recent one. I've had a few really cool eBay scores. Uh, and I've, I've bought so much shit, I can't even remember the good ones. I have way more regrets, like not buying Rule of Rose for $40. That was probably that's a big a bas- That's That's a come down, bro. I saw it, and I knew that it was rare, but I didn't know anything about it. I just knew it was a kind of rare PS2 game, and I learned about it a month later. I did. So, Go ahead. So let me ask this, because uh, I, don't, I don't do much of this stuff. What Define a, in your own words, define a come up. Um... Getting something expensive for cheap or for free. Okay, it is specifically getting the deal. Get, yeah, getting it can the be. deal. Fuck. Getting the also if you have like just a really crazy story about like the links you want. Like okay, here's one for a game. I like. I gotta go in. I am a deal guy. I love a right. good deal. Did I ever tell you guys about what I had to do to get Breath of the Wild? No. Okay. You know the Nintendo was putting out some little like boxed edi- like cardboard box editions of Switch games that came with a little guide. They did one for Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, and Breath of the Wild. The Breath of the Wild one, it was like a $60 item, and I got it for 5 bucks from Best Buy. Because the one Best Buy in West Virginia had—no, it wasn't—it was a Walmart. One Walmart in West Virginia had mispriced it for $5. So what you had to do was you couldn't order it from that Walmart and have them ship it to you. But you could use be- you could abuse Best Buy's price matching. So you go to Best Buy, and you buy it, and then you go to their customer service, and you try to get them to price match it for in-store pickup. They will only let you do it for in-store pickup at a store near the offending Walmart. So I looked up a Walmart nearby, right? And then uh, they ask you your address. So I found a random house two miles from this Best Buy and said I live there. I had to do all this shit with my building. I tried for four and a half hours in the middle of the night with all these different people, all these different uh, support people in customer service because a person would tell me no. I would just start again, try a new one. Someone would tell me no. Eventually, I find one person and I tell them, uh, what is it? I tell them, yeah, I'm doing in-store pickup at this, at this one in West Virginia. And they say, Okay, that's fine. Just please don't change your shipping location or your your pickup location. I know that some people try to scam it like that. I can get in trouble if you do that. I said I promise you I won't do that. As soon as she hangs up the phone and the transaction clears, I change it to uh, the Best Buy down the street from my house, and I went and got Breath of the Wild brand new for five bucks. That person may have lost their job. I do feel bad about it, and I didn't play the game enough to justify making this person lose their job. But fuck them. That was yeah, probably no. a good one. But I, I, I'm totally only concerned with myself. That's a come up. Yeah, that was definitely a come up. Um, I have, I definitely have more, and I have way more regrets too. But so I guess like this is a hard question for me because I don't like, and Danielle hates this side of me. I don't like haggle. I don't look for deals. I don't like the hunt. 
I'll go in certain places and I'll look for a little bit, but I don't actively seek things out. So if I want mm-hmm. something, I will make the money to get it and I'll get it at full price. And that's, you know, it is what it is. But so I don't obviously go out hunting for games like, oh, I'm going to try and see if I can get this. If I want something, then I'll probably go and buy it wherever I can get it. So the only story I have is one night we're at the casino and I won about $800 off of a initially $20 in blackjack. Sick. It was a good night. So when that happens, like it happened a couple days ago too. When that happens, I'm just like, you know what? Um, I have wanted Panzer Dragoon Saga my entire life. Ever since it was on the back advertised on the booklet of my copy of Shining Force 3. Um, so that day I got on eBay and went around searching for the cheapest price I could find for the highest quality of complete inbox. Uh, found it for about $650 or $600 flat. And, um, that is my biggest come up. That's pretty sick. All just gambling, getting the money from gambling. Also, yeah, I guess options. considering it was only about twenty dollars of mine for a six hundred dollar game because it was all the bank's money. So yeah, that's sick. That's, that's a come up. A, that's a come up for sure. Hell yeah. Hosian, do you have any? I guess like working at the kind of job I work at, sometimes things come in and you're just like, damn. So like, and you grab it. Well, mine would be like the uh, Resident Evil Four PS2 controller, the chainsaw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that one was that one was sick, um, and the one that I just like just dump money in for my own like self made come up was the gaming monitor. I was like, fuck it, mm-hmm. this I want this thing, and I did it, and that was it. I, I I don't really stumble across things. I don't really have like the kind of luck. It's like some people go into a game store and they always see what they're looking for. That don't happen to me often. So like working where I work kind of helps like even that out. So, like, yeah, I would say that that Resident Evil controller just, like, yeah, it happened. Comes to you. Yeah, it just yeah. happened. That's sick that it just walked into your world. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we'll go ahead and try to wrap this up real fast because we've had some technical problems that are uh, honestly mind-fucking. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to take a life hiatus after this. Yeah, Hosian's going to delete. Um, but real quick, <laughs> let's do some quick recommendations. This is one of my favorite parts. Um... Everybody throw me something. Something. I need to be better prepared for this. Yeah, because it's gonna happen. All right, I got. Um, there's a movie called Parasite. There's this movie. Oh, you can say the joke. It's on Hulu. (laughs) Parasite's on Hulu. I can say it. It's different. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, fuck. I gotta change mine then. Mine. I'll go first. Mine was going to be that gaming historian guy, but we've already talked about it. So a friend of mine, his name's Rick King. He used to be a producer, music producer. He doesn't do that anymore, but he streams on Twitch. I think his Twitch is Lally Monster. You should check it out. But he started like a new clothing, big game clothing company called Player 2 Apparel. It's Player, the number two apparel. It's definitely stuff more themed after like more casual like gamers and everything and like pc stuff because he's a big pc guy but rick is a really 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 awesome dude who's had like he has some great life stories and he's helped me out a lot done some cool things for me so if you should go check that out it's definitely not remotely the same kind of stuff that hosian does with espionage but the stuff's not priced bad it might be some shit you guys want to check out. So it's Player Two Apparel. I've been meeting the shadow. I'm gonna look him up. Bit. I'm gonna look him up. That's wild because I did want to call this Player Two Podcast before Tom was a part of it, and it was me, Hosey, and my buddy Meech because mm-hmm. we were all younger brothers, 
And when you're growing up as the younger brother, you're always player two. That's wild because I am a younger brother. Are you? Yes. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Player Two Podcast. Uh, we're just finishing up episode 13 right now. Uh, had some technical difficulties, but now we're just going <laughs> to... All right. Um, if I'm going to fucking tell somebody about some shit... I don't know if I've already recommended this, but... You this already one did. You recommended it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a company out there, if you would have guessed, um, called... Uh, this one's getting a little bit more popularity, which I love because they deserve every bit of it. They're called 8-Bit Dough. Mm, um, oh, yeah. Yep. They make a lot of a variety of shit, but they specialize in like retro controllers. They make like Super Nintendo controllers. They make regular Nintendo controllers. They make GameCube, all this crazy shit that are wireless, like to specific receivers they also sell for like the Nintendo Switch or the classic systems that came out or just USB and Bluetooth enabled devices. They'll make like a, they have a Super Nintendo controller um, that has two thumbsticks like a DualShock controller has. Ah, the SN30 Pro. Yeah. And they are very fucking quality. They're, they, it's a very high quality. They're not priced to fucking kill you. Was that that and, thing that I was mean, on a flash sale like a couple months ago? Yeah, uh, I can I can vouch for that. I bought one. I have their uh their their one. Their it's not their SN30 Pro, but it's the NES version of that. Yeah. Vert, yeah. Down one scale. Uh, again, this is a come up. There's a chain called Bargain Hunt, which is a closeout store and. There's one near me that carries games sometimes, and they had like 40 of these. Uh, the N30, it's just the N30 Pros uh-huh. for. Um, I think the controller normally lists for about 30 bucks, and this was uh, 10. I bought one for 10, and That's it's what I use for on my Switch for all of my like 2D 2D games. Oh, cool! It's awesome, crazy. So yeah, you should. De- it, Bert, do you have any of those? I have two of them I bought with the Super Nintendo Classic oh, because cool. I didn't want to obviously play it with a cord and yeah. Danielle and I could like lay in bed and fucking play like Kirby's Dream Course and shit with it. So I didn't know this, but I'm just looking on there because like for your original Super Nintendo and for your original Nintendo, they have like you're able to make it Bluetooth enabled because they have little receivers that mm-hmm. plug into the console itself. Um, but I'm looking at, I haven't seen this, I think this is new. Now they are making for like Sega Saturn, NES, uh, Sega PlayStation, all this shit. They have mod chips that you can put in an original controller if you're good at soldering and modding and all that shit. They have the chip itself, which is much cheaper than a controller. So if you already have like a PlayStation controller or a fucking NES controller laying around, you can buy this chip and fucking implant it into the controller. And now that old ass 20, 30 year old controller is a Bluetooth enabled controller. That's fucking That is sweet. fucking crazy, dude. Damn. That's so, that's so fuck. That's so smart for these companies because no doubt the people that are into stuff like this for the retro consoles are probably also at least somewhat into the idea of doing their own hard bots. Hell yeah. I didn't know they were doing that. Oh, that's sick. That the is quality awesome. is really good. Definitely check out the controllers. The one that they put out for the Genesis recently is probably their best one. It has one of the best D-pads ever. I, I, I have one of those coming in the mail. Ah, so I did sick. order I, one of those God, for I uh, Danielle and I to stream with. That's sick. I got to get one. Um, <clears throat> but Hosey, Hosey, what you got? Off the top of my head, the only thing I can really recommend from recent is this uh, that Arxis Steel Series headset that I, I just got, and it's been really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the way it sounds, and it's 
decently priced so it's i think it's like 60 or 70 for like pretty good i think bert you you, you also like that brand this is my I'll first piggyback on that mm-hmm. i used um oh, wow i i haven't used it so long i forgot his name the astro i had the astro headsets for probably six seven years because they were you know that was what people in mlg that's what the pros used so i used that headset and i as much as i loved astro headsets um i had the a50s wireless um, I don't like cords. I like to be as cordless as possible because I get up, go take a piss, go make something in the kitchen. I like staying in the chat. So I have wireless. So I have the Arctis Pro wireless right now. The problem with the A50s was when the battery died, I'd have to plug them in. I didn't want to fucking plug them in. I want this shitty little cord. It's going to fuck. So the Arctis <laughs> Pro wireless um, headset has a little dock station where you can fuck with the menu settings and the volumes and shit like that. But it also. The battery it has in its headphone comes out and there is a spare battery constantly charging in the dock station. So probably once every day or like once every 8 to 10 hours or so when I got like a huge gaming session on or whatever. It takes 10 seconds. I pop one headphone off. Take the, I, can, I can do all this with one hand while I'm still fucking gaming or whatever. Take the fucking battery out. Take the one out of the station. Pop it in. Pop it into my headset and turn it back on. That's that. It is the most convenient come up or whatever you want to call it thing in my gaming career that I've ever fucking acquired. Like and, it and, is, and it sounds amazing. Anything, it sounds amazing. anything to like expedite that, like that, like dead period. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, yeah. cause um, nothing's worse than something running out of battery and needing to be charged. My, Absolutely. all my Xbox one controllers. Cause I'm having upgraded batteries. But the beautiful yeah. part about that is, is that they also take batteries. Yep. That, I, just, I also never have batteries. <laughs> Sam, I'm, I'm I order a fuck ton of, on Amazon. Amazon has cheap ass batteries in yeah. bulk, so I order a fuck ton of them and don't think about it for a year. I need to do that. I'm, I'm behind it when it comes they to anything. So TV remote batteries, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. I'm not like a tech with like I know there's a bunch, and I was choosing between like the Astros and this, and then I went with these because I just like how I like. The, as long as you're not using Turtle Beach, man. Yeah, the I like how the the little headset piece goes in back to the headphone when you're not yeah. using it. That that was cool, and I was like, oh, I like this, so screw it. Um, and I I know the Astros are good. A lot of my friends use those too, but it, I just went with this, and that's, that's I'd say get it if you guys have like the money for it. It's cool. Sick. Cool. Well, I think that's it. Um, that's fucking it. It's cool. Thanks for everyone that's listening. Real quick, just a couple of things. Check out Burst Twitch, Twitch.tv/expert. Obviously, I think Hosey and I. What's when are you dropping something new for espionage? You want to talk about any of that? Uh, well, yeah, I, I just shipped out pretty much everything, which was like the craziest amount of things I've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to wait a while because of the whole virus thing, and you know, working oh. with that and having to like communicate with people and get everything done with in a reasonable amount of time. And I think I'm getting ready to feel comfortable again, putting something out again. But uh, hopefully, in the next week or two, things will be clear for me to be like because i have to talk to the screen printer and be like hey like are you coming in or not or all that kind of stuff so i just want to make sure it's all it's all done right so yeah cool um yeah check check keep an eye on hosey and stuff uh i think he's got uh, one design that you've like previewed is gonna be really really fucking sick i'm excited to see people buy um and then the other thing if you guys have the time if you've listened this far Please rate the podcast on whatever you listen to if you want to rate or review it. Uh, that'll just help with pushing out to some people and everything. A few people have left reviews on it that are really nice and really cool, so I appreciate if that. If you talk about my breathing, I'm banning you. 
Uh, yeah, don't talk about how he's breathing because we fucking roast him enough for that. That's bad enough. He's going to feel terrible. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's cool. Thanks for listening all the way through. We had a really hard time dealing this when dealing with one another. Yeah, sorry that it's to Bert for editing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's got to edit all this shit. Oh, uh, and Tom, you didn't. You, you haven't mentioned how you're going to start paying my moderators on Discord. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking attention everyone that moderates on <laughs> <laughs> Stealing my swag. <laughs> oh no! Wait here. Attention, everybody that moderates him on Discord. I, if you want to, uh, I, you, know. you can just kick me out of Discord too. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. I was trying. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.